for Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, the mayor of Savannah, Georgia, says he's prepared to go to court to defend his new requirement that people wear face masks in his city. The mandate seems to violate orders from Governor Brian Kemp that prohibit local governments from setting their own public health rules. We believe that we have found a legal path to be able to do this while being able to respect Governor Kemp's his authority and his order. We suspect that we may be the first, but I don't think that we're going to be the last. Mayor Van Johnson joins me to discuss the mask requirement and just why he thinks it aligns with what Governor Kemp wants for the state. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. This week, Savannah became the first city in Georgia to institute a face mask requirement for many people in most public spaces. The executive order, signed by Mayor Van Johnson, is in seeming opposition to orders from Governor Brian Kemp that say local governments can't institute their own public health rules. But Mayor Johnson doesn't quite see it that way, even though he says he's prepared to defend the order in court. And he joins me now for more. Mayor Johnson, thanks for talking with me. Thank you so much. So just to start, walk me through kind of at the the high level what this mandate does. What this mandate does is essentially confirms Governor Kemp's desires, as I believe it, to keep the state of Georgia safe. We have experienced an explosion of cases across the state. Um, Here in in Chatham County, we had a 209% increase from May to June. So it's clear that the infection spread is out of control. And we need to do something to be able to try to slow this thing down. We have to catch up to it in order to overtake it. So that's kind of the high level why we felt this was necessary. If that's the why, I mean, what does this mandate actually do? Kind of get into the particulars for me. Who has to wear a mask? Where do they have to wear a mask? Those those kinds of things. Well, essentially, it means that everyone um, has to wear a mask in the public space. And that's also in various businesses throughout our city. It also means that we are still encouraging social distancing throughout our community. Now, there are some exemptions. Someone who is below the age of 10 years old, um, we would not expect them to wear a mask. Someone who has a health condition or pre-existing condition that would be exacerbated by wearing a mask, 
Um, of course, we don't want those wearing masks. People who are running, if they're act, involved in some physical activity um, and they're not in close proximity to anyone, um, they don't have to wear a mask. So I think we wanted to be fair and certainly understand where people are in this. This is extremely uncomfortable. It's extremely difficult. I mean, we had some days of 100 degree heat indexes here in Savannah, Chatham County. But given the spread of this virus, I mean, we just had to be able to do something. My understanding is that you didn't come to this decision uh, quickly. This was something that you announced your intentions for, I think, a week or so ago, took the time to, to hear from the community. Walk me through what that process was like for you and the, the kinds of voices that you heard from and, and, and what they were saying. Well, actually, I've, I've struggled with this for probably well over a month. When you look at states that have done it well, those are states that have done um, masking very early on. Um, I'm a native New Yorker, and in the state of New York, they enforce their mask on this very early on that still continues to today. And so I, I was concerned because, of course, um, you know, people have freedoms, and we don't want to infringe upon their freedoms. But the balance is between personal freedom and public safety. So I struggled with it. Um, I went through the last week talking about it as well uh, with our city council. But ultimately, the, when we saw the explosion in the numbers and we saw that the advice from the epidemiologists and the medical professionals from across the country remained consistent and from the CDC, that the mass may not prevent the spread, but it definitely slows down the spread by providing a barrier. And that me wearing a mask protects others from me in the event that I might be infected. This was, I think, confirming to me that we need to move in this very courageous direction. I wonder if a mayor like yourself looks at what's happened in other parts of the state previously when it comes to how this disease can really overwhelm, say, a, a region. Was a place like, like Albany and what they dealt with earlier this year with their explosion of cases, what that meant for their hospital and their healthcare system and their residents, is something like that in your mind when, when you come to a decision like this? Absolutely. Not only of a, as a student of government um, generally, um, but then also being connected with the Georgia Municipal Association, the National League of Cities. I think those agencies helped me to kind of see what was going on across the country as it related to how cities were dealing with this issue. What we have learned from that is that when it happens, it happens quickly. And usually cities are just not prepared to be able to respond because the explosion happens so quickly. And when it happens, hospitals are quickly overwhelmed, and then you're in a panic case. So in the case of Savannah and Chatham County, I think, you know, part of the reason why we were on the lower half of infections, particularly for a city of our size, was because we were proactive. We got ahead of the curve. We canceled our St. Patrick's Day parade and festivities. Um, we were one of the first cities in the state to uh, um, effectuate executive orders for stay at home and, and the closing of businesses. We were ahead of this game. And so we want to remain ahead of it because, again, um, it's only a moment before this virus can overtake us. You seem to be the first municipality in the state to really test a provision that has been laid out in some of these executive orders put forth by Governor Brian Kemp during the course of this pandemic that essentially say local governments can enact rules that are either more or less strict than 
what the state has put in place. What have y'all heard from the governor's office, if anything, and why take this step in, in seeming violation of, of a state executive order? Well, again, we don't view it as being a violation of the governor's order. I think, you know, we fully understand um, how government is delineated. We recognize that we are a political subdivision of the state. Um, we recognize that. We appreciate that. We recognize um, that the governor is the top uh, governmental authority in our state of Georgia. We recognize that and we respect that. Um, and I think, we, again, our thought here in Savannah is that we're not conflicting with his order. As a matter of fact, if you look at the news, uh, as of late, the governor has spent considerable time um, emphasizing and reemphasizing to people how important masks are. As a matter of fact, as I understand that he'll be traveling the state in the coming days, um, going to cities, talking about how important masks are. So again, we're we're aligning with his order. We we were the first, but I guess we're not we're not testing it. We believe we're in compliance with this. And I know people will try to make it as an adversarial relationship. And Savannah, we don't see it as being that. We see it as supporting our governor and keeping our citizens safe at the same time. When you announced this, you also said that your legal team was reviewing this. So, so you'll have reviewed the legality of something like this. And I think doing that seems to be in preparation for some legal disagreement. Absolutely. Well, I think my thought process was we did not want to do anything that um, conflicted with the governor. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were on firm legal standing. If our legal team came back and said that this clearly conflicted with the governor's order, then we wouldn't have done it. In that case, you know, we would be, you know, breaking the law, so to speak. But um, because our legal team has advised us that they felt that we had a path forward, that we could do this and be complementary um, with the governor's order, that's why we pursued it. Is that a position that y'all would be prepared to defend in court if it got there? That is our position, and we will be prepared to defend that in court. I've talked to so many public health officials recently and experts about this distinction between a recommendation and a mandate. Talk to me about that kind of distinction there, because I, I think there's still this kind of disagreement about what's the best way to do things. Should you just strongly suggest and encourage, or should you make it a real order, which in your case is actually subject, someone who breaks this is, is subject to a, a fine and, and penalties. So just talk about that distinction. Sure. Well, I think that if you look over the over 117 days of this saga called coronavirus, you will see that Savannah um, has increasingly followed a continuum of processes related to where we are now. At first, we asked, we asked, and then we asked again. We begged. We started to beg. We started to plead. Then we said we were going to require it. And now I think we're at the natural step of mandating it because as you see, the previous efforts had not worked because we're at 211 cases a day. So that means that, again, that this has clearly gotten out of control. And I think it's not necessarily all of our citizens, but, again, we have so many people coming in from all over the place. Well, when they come, they bring whatever they have with them to our restaurants, to our bars, to our hotels. And we have our citizens who work there. And so if they're not wearing a mask, um, the reality is that, you know, they could easily affect um, our citizens who then go home and affect their loved ones and those that are in their social circles. So I think that Savannah is, is uniquely positioned as opposed to many of the states of the 538 cities because we are such a destination place. 
and we're so uniquely positioned. Again, we are five minutes from South Carolina, and we're an hour and a half from the uh, Florida border. So, again, we're so uniquely positioned. We're right off of I-95. You know, I think that we have some special um, circumstances. So it seems like this was something you wanted to get in place before the holiday weekend when I would imagine you would have a lot of that tourist activity. Absolutely. When we looked at Memorial Day, we had the spike after Memorial Day. I think we could all agree that Independence Day is a larger holiday than Memorial Day. Um, so this is in preparation of that three-day weekend. Um, and if, if you noticed, um, you know, we're not having fireworks this year. Fireworks is a huge attraction here in Savannah. We're not having that this year. Um, but we know people are still coming. If you look on our streets, our streets are packed of people in close proximity, and they're enjoying our city. We're saying we want you to enjoy our city. We just want you to be safe. And then finally, I mean, what is it like to be in a position to be the first city that is is trying out this approach? I mean, I'm now seeing reports that the Athens City Council is considering a measure like this. Just what is this like for you kind of personally as a leader to kind of take this step? Well, um, you know, obviously no one wants to be first in, in something like this. Savannah is the the first city in Georgia. We are the mother city of Georgia. And as we all know, mothers have very nurturing personalities. Mothers care. Mothers protect. And so we have chosen the route of making sure that we we lead, we nurture, we care and protect our citizens. And again, we believe that we have found a legal path to be able to do this while being able to respect Governor Kemp's his authority and his order. We suspect that we may be the first, but I don't think that we're going to be the last. And as you've indicated, um, you know, we've been contacted from other cities who are very interested in this as well. States around us have enacted mask ordinances. And so that means that we become the focal point here in Georgia for folks who don't want to wear masks to come and, and celebrate and have fun and, and do whatever it is they do. I think we you know Georgia is better than that. And again, you know, we absolutely respect our governor. We absolutely respect his order. And we believe that at this point in time, our order is able to give us the best of all worlds. We're able to respect his order while still protecting uh, and caring for our citizens and our visitors. Van Johnson is the mayor of Savannah, Georgia. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. Special thanks to Stephen Key. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.